This is Roberta Song with the Venus Factor, and I have Tina on the line with me. Are you there, Tina? I am. Hi, Roberta. Hi. Great to talk to you again. I got a chance to talk to you before, and so that was pretty fun. So, um, yeah. Anyway, it's it's great. I think you have a um, an amazing story to tell that's going to help people. So, um, so I'll just get started with. Um, how did you find Venus? And actually for you, when when was it? Because I think it was a while ago. It was the spring of 2014, so about three years. And I found Venus because a former co-worker liked it on Facebook. And um, I just was like, oh, hey, what's that? And I clicked on the link and I was reading and it just, it started making a lot of sense. So I went ahead and I bought the um, workout program and went with it. Nice. So uh, you started with the basic workout? The yes. Fir- the first workout? The did first you... workout. Right. And did you do any of the other workouts or just that one? Just that one. I was not very healthy at that point. Um, I had just quit a job that I spent five years reestablishing a business and um, I, I chose to leave. It wasn't under ideal circumstances, but I was really depressed and not in a good mental space. So um, I was doing a lot of yoga at that point and mm-hmm. um, then I threw in the Venus workouts too. Nice. Nice. So, uh, so how many days a week did you do the Venus workout? I was doing three days a week Venus and uh, five days yoga, and I'm very black and white, so I my Venus days were Monday, Wednesday, Friday, <laughs> and I I took the weekends off and I right. start all over again, then right. I, right. or just progress rather. Right. Yeah, that's that's a nice schedule. So now, but you lost a lot of weight. So, um, so let's let's start with um, go, go way back into um, like what you think caused your weight problem and what you did different and how Venus helped. Because obviously, it was more than just the workout that's helping you with Venus. Because you're pretty active in uh, the little Venus group I have. So um, yeah. clearly, Venus, the lifestyle has has some meaning to you, and so we, uh, you can talk about that, but start start like from the beginning of what you think happened in your life to get you to where you were, and then obviously you, you made some progress before Venus, and now Venus is really helping you too, so. Okay. Yeah, and I, I'm going to preface this with I'm not a doctor, <laughs> right. but I was on an antidepressant, um, and one of the side effects of antidepressants is increased hunger or the inability to figure out when you're actually full. Mm. And um, so I was eating a lot of food. Again, I, I was depressed, and this was probably about 10 years ago. This, was, this isn't a three-year journey for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I gained a lot of weight. Um, I stopped looking at the scale when I hit 289 pounds, and I still got bigger. Um, When I got to size 2X, um, I'd had it. Something had to change. 
and um, it was just kind of a, okay, what, what can I change? I was working too much. Um, I was on call 24-7, and, you know, it, it wasn't an earth-shattering job. I was managing a gas station. Um, but I, I did lose 60, 70 pounds before Venus, and then when I got the Venus workout, I loved that in the forums, everybody was so positive and so encouraging. And somebody has been there. Somebody has been through what you are going through right now. It, it, it's just so nice to know that you have that support. Um, yep. So as my scale started creeping down, and I've lost 30 or 40 pounds with Venus, um, I so tried a total, to of, there. total of about 100 pounds now? 100, 110, yeah. 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 And I, I still have another 50 or 60 to lose to hit my Venus metrics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm willing for it to take another three years. I, right. I needed to learn how to take time for myself and actually... Uh, how to be positive instead of negative because I had so many negatives that were overwhelming me. I needed a mind reset. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I really think that Venus does that for us or with us even. Right. Well, the community helps us with that, right? It, it really does. Yeah. And it's, it's great to have, um, you know, just all of the support. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's ladies that joined Venus the, around the time I did, and they've already participated in a contest and placed. And I'm not there, obviously. Um, but like I said, I, I know that this is a long-term solution for me. Right, And I've right. had so far to go um, uh, and so much to lose that if I had just dropped the weight super fast, I think I would have a lot of excess skin that it wouldn't know where to go. Right. Um, well, the the other thing is, okay, just so you know, um, uh, you're not alone in that. Um, you might see the few people that finish a Venus contest, but there's um, for every one of those, there's probably at least 50 or, or 100 women that <laughs> that don't that actually don't even um actually I'm the one that gets to see the numbers of the people who join and the mm-hmm. people who actually finish and there's a lot of people who join and then there's a lot of people who don't even join that are more like in the same boat with you and yeah. so not everybody not everybody actually even finishes the contest I mean they don't a lot of people join and then they they never submit their pictures at right. the end I mean they just they just plain don't finish so um there's that's actually a lot more common than the few that place. So the few that place, they're actually um, a little bit more of a um, rare exception, but they're neat stories, right? Because and and but your story is just as important, and that's why you know that's why we're doing this right now because there's a lot of people that are in. There's actually way more people that are in your boat that aren't ready, and that it takes longer. And that, um, and that you're right, and it's more than just your skin; it's your mind. 
your mind has to a lot of people get into the boat like you're in because of emotional issues mm-hmm. and the mind has to uh, transform as much as the body yes. and, and it's really really important and you kind of you'll people will self sabotage themselves if emotionally they aren't there yet and so there's actually a lot of people that are working on issues just like you are they're going mm-hmm. to therapists they're going they're they're doing what they need to do and I'm in contact with a lot of those people and they're they're working on it and it just it just takes time and it's okay you know yeah. that has to be that has to be worked on along with it but at the same time you're still learning and you can you can focus on your healthy eating habits and then the workouts when you can and even someone like you like you actually have an injury and so mm-hmm. right so why don't you talk about that a little bit so you're actually still making progress with your diet I, even even though you can't really work out right Correct. Um, In January, I slipped and windmilled my arms really big and my right shoulder just does not work. Um, I have very little range of motion. So I I literally cannot do a Mm push-up. I cannot get my arm far enough away from my body to do that. And if I could, I can't support the weight. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Um, So I decided that I was going to focus on my eating habits and the nutrition and um, just concentrating on that part of the journey right now um, because stuff happens. (laughs) Somebody slips, somebody falls, somebody breaks something, or you get sick or something. But it isn't just exercise that gets you to where you want to be it, um. right in fact when it comes to um, when it comes to fat loss it's mostly diet it's pretty much just like um, and I don't know have you lost any weight just focusing on the diet and not uh, the workout at all yeah yeah see yep. so a lot of people have have proven that and so What's nice about exercise is it helps keep your head in the game and keep the motivation going so that you make those good choices. And it's like it's it's kind of like if you go have a workout, you put skin in the game so that mm-hmm. you want to keep making you don't want to you don't want to throw away what you did for the day, all the victories that, you know, you got for the day by um eating, you know, whatever that's going <laughs> to you know, make you not achieve, you know, three cookies or whatever. You know what right. I mean? It's um, when I say three cookies, I mean huge cookies. You know, I, mean, I, like the, I like the bakery cookies. You know, the ones you get at the bakery that are really big, not the little, not the little teeny Oreo cookies. <laughs> yeah, the ones where they use the five ounce scoop to make one cookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, I mean, if I'm going to have a cookie, I, I want to have the, uh, you know, the the, bake, the really good quality bakery cookie. But anyway, so my point, but my whole point is, it when you work out, it puts skin in the game, so that. Um, so that you want to make those healthy choices, and so it helps give you momentum. And so, in some ways, what you're doing is harder to do mentally, because you know because you can't work out, and, and so it's it's an obstacle. It's a mental obstacle for you, right? Yeah, it is. And um, you know, I I'm a baker by profession, so. Um, I, I'm a little bit odd in that when I get into huge baking uh, sprees, I just get so sick of smelling it, it just turns oh, me off. Oh, 
So I'm really lucky that way and also that I'm not doing that anymore. Right. But, um, you know, at home we're getting ready to move and I find myself rummaging the cupboards. I'm not even hungry. Why am am I here? (laughs) And it's a learned habit that I need to unlearn. Right. Oh my gosh, I still catch myself doing that sometimes. I'll be, I don't know, I'll be doing, so, I'll be just like getting myself some water or making some coffee or doing something and I'll, I'll find myself opening the fridge and, and looking through there and I'm like, wait a minute, no, 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 I'm not eating yet. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, funny. I, I didn't even eat anything from there. I was like crazy. It's like, what, why, you know, we still catch ourselves doing that. It's like, okay, all right, all right, I caught it. <laughs> yeah. Back to what I was doing. <laughs> yeah crazy mm. we find comfort we find comfort in food it, yeah I, and <laughs> I, yeah I, I agree with that 110 yeah. percent so. yeah yeah and sometimes it is you know it's the, sometimes it's you know we do have really fun social events where we you know uh, where we eat food and it's co- they're comforting memories Mm-hmm. you know, associated with that. And so, um, you know, it's normal. A lot of people think there's something wrong, but really it's normal. Yeah, well, I, I live in interior Alaska, and, you know, we still have three feet of snow on the ground. Um, mm-hmm. But our, I've noticed that our friends that we, we get together with, we're very food-centric everything revolves around food because it mm-hmm. isn't necessarily like we could go outside and do something. Um, today's a warm day and it's like 13 degrees. Uh, wow. So in the winter we're dealing with negative 40. It's cold and it's dark up here, so we gather for food. And right. I kind of laughed about that after I found Venus. I was like, oh, <laughs> we need a new hobby. So, okay, so so now what did you have to change? Because you still live there, and it's part of it is it's dark too. I know that that has a huge um, effect on your um, how you feel psychologically when you're in the darkness. So often you you literally don't have daylight for very long. Um, but then um, obviously some of the culture there revolves around food. So what did you have to change? Um, for me, it was quantity. Um, I I did not really change what I'm eating um, so much as how much I'm eating. It, you know, I didn't realize that the portion of chicken that I was eating was two or three times a serving size, and I was logging it into my fitness pal as one serving. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so I was consuming a lot more calories than I realized. Um, so I've really focused on portion sizes. And as far as uh, when we gather with our friends, I look at my calories that I've had for the day or I will not eat prior to the activity and mm-hmm. know that I could have you know, a, a portion of chicken and some crackers and cheese and a bunch of vegetables. And I just, I go into things saying, 
Uh, no, I'm not going to have that today. That's that's not on my list. Or, you know, if I've already hit my calories for maintenance for the day, I don't have anything. I'll have a drink and I'll tell people I'm not hungry. Right, right. So. Yeah. Um, it's funny how you have to think of something to tell people when they when when people people want you to for whatever reason when you're at events people want you to eat and they're it's like they almost don't like it when you don't and, and I so want to feed to... people it's so <laughs> funny I I love cooking I want to feed people I'm like here you uh, need this I, wait a second no you don't <laughs> right um, you know I used to be the same way I used to make these incredible cookies that were just so full of nuts and chocolate chips and the, it was it was almost like the the dough just held together the chocolate chips and nuts and oh, um and I I loved to make them and bring them places and um you know people loved eating them and stuff and it used to make me feel good I mean you know mm-hmm. I've I've always been like that and um I'm not so much like that anymore I mean all it's not that I don't make stuff but it's like I don't want people to feel like you know what I mean I don't ever want people to feel like they have to eat, you know, I, I want it to be their choice, you right. know, um, when I make stuff, so it's kind of a, it's kind of a crazy thing, but uh, it's kind of a nurturing thing that we do as women, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But I can even still remember, <clears throat> I was talking to a friend of mine recently um, who was struggling with... Um, <clears throat> Uh, a friend that she has that she's real close to that um, is the the kid is actually gaining a lot of weight. It's starting they're starting to see you know cellulite and things on on like a, a fairly young kid, and she's trying to help coach her friend that um, you know he he doesn't need to eat so much, and it's really hard. And it just reminds me of um, and and the the parent isn't really open to that. It's like you know no you know what I mean. It, yeah doesn't really get that it's too much food and I can still remember when I was a single mom with my with my daughter when she was young and way back when this is like years I mean this is you know 30 over 30 years ago and the teacher kept telling me back then that it was too much food like I'd pack like I'd cut up a whole apple and put it in there, and then I'd have, um, I might have a nut, some other piece of fruit, and then like a normal size sandwich cut up, and then I don't know what, maybe some chips, and it was, it was just literally too much food. It would have been too much food for me, but for whatever reason, I, I felt like I wasn't good enough if I didn't have enough food. Like she, like I couldn't let my daughter go hungry, and um, and I look back at that, and I was like, oh my gosh, because I know better now. You know what I mean? I know better now, but at the time I didn't. And I I couldn't see it. Every day the teacher kept telling me that. This is too much food for your daughter. This is is just too much food. And I I just didn't get it. And so I realized that's that's where people are at right now. When you try to tell other people, they're they're not there yet. They don't get it. They just don't get it, right? Yeah. I have a friend who's like that. She, She gets upset with me when I have just coffee and she wants me to eat a breakfast burrito or something I'm like I'm just not I'm not hungry you know and I don't eat in the mornings typically um so right yeah so um 
Well, and it, yeah, and it's. But I think one of the hardest things too is sometimes we say no. Sometimes we really want it, and we say no, and you have to. You can't. It's almost like you can't tell people that anymore. Like I find that I, I just really have to set up my resolve with a really kind of a fierce mindset to where um, it's like, you know, they're offering me that and I really do want it, but I don't want to, I can't really tell them that because they don't get it. They think I'm depriving myself, but really I know much how, how much I've eaten and or, or how much I'm going to have later. And then it would be, it would literally be too much food for me. It, I'd go over maintenance if I ate whatever it was. And so I have to just, no, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> you know what I mean? But really I want it. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't know. I'm one of those kind of people that can eat. Like, I can always eat. I can always eat way more than I need. I I, I, I just, I, when people say they can't or, or whatever, it's like, or they're not hungry or they don't want something, it's like, I, I pretty much always want it. <laughs> I don't know. I love food. I mean, I love food. And so it's like, and I think it's normal. I know a lot of people that are like that. There's nothing wrong with me that I'm like that. There's a lot of people that are like that. And so um, I almost want to laugh sometimes when people are like, but my problem is I love food. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I know what that's like. It, it doesn't mean that you have to, it doesn't mean that has to dictate where you are with your health. You can, you can, you know, you can still love food like I do and not, and not be overweight. It doesn't, it's not an excuse to be overweight, but they don't, they don't see that yet. People don't see that yet. Right. Yeah, I I have a family member like that. <laughs> that loves food? Loves food and it does not equate eating too much food with the reason why she weighs 350 pounds. Right, right. Well, I, you know, can you... <laughs> right. Can, now, did, did, were you ever in that place where you didn't, didn't really get why or did you always kind of know that um, you were eating too much? I think that I knew I was eating too much um, when I got over the 289 mark. Uh, (laughs) That's a big clue, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But uh, like I said, I I just, I never quite felt full. Um, Right. You know, and I can think of a few meals that I had where it's more than a family of four needed. And I thought I was still hungry. I, right. I still was looking for something else to eat. Um, but again, I never had that. I'm full. Right, right. It, there was a huge disconnect between my brain and my stomach somewhere. Right, right. Um, and and so so you're pretty certain that it was because of medications. But I I, I think that, it that also that was help. That was part of it. I'm not going to say that the medication. I would never say that a medication made me weigh right. over 280 right, right, right. pounds exclusively. Um, that that was part of it. But um, I, you know there were there were other things going on and some insecurities that I w- obviously was not dealing well with. Um, and I just kept eating, you know, it, right. it, I thought it, it made things better and maybe it did short term, but, you know, 10 years later, I'm still trying to lose weight. So right. obviously that is not a good fix. Um, right. Well, I think you really touched on something there. Uh, no matter what causes it, 
you know, whether it's, whether it's medications or your hormone issues or some health issue or um, all the variety of um, different um, modern diseases we have now, the autoimmune diseases and all those kinds of, and I'm, I'm not a doctor, I'm just, I talk to a lot of women that have all these issues, but the, the bottom line is no matter what the disconnect is in your mind, sometimes it's even like some of the girls, uh, Gino was just talking about it in one of our groups, um, uh, just the rebellious and then a whole bunch of other people chimed in where they just felt like rebellious and they were eating uh, and it, there's just this disconnect that happens in your mind where you're just, you know, deciding that you're just going to eat as much as you want of whatever it is and for whatever reason. But it's just it's really just a disconnect in your mind between what you're what you're putting in your body and and what, you know, the reality versus whatever emotional thing is going on. It's just a real disconnect between the food and what it's what you're actually putting in your body, right? Yes. So um, when we lose that, it's it's almost like it's almost like we have to train ourselves to be mindful about what we eat. Yeah, and I think that is different um, in America than a lot of other countries mm-hmm. because generally food is plent- plentiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, there's a lot of, of pre- <laughs> prepackaged, it's super easy stuff mm-hmm. that's out right. there. You know, you, you're out grocery shopping and you're hungry, so you grab something, you know, full of fat and sugar and uh, carbs, and then you're hungry 20 minutes later because it, it wasn't nutrient-dense and it right. didn't take right. care of anything for you. Right, right. Um, yeah, and uh, and protein's huge too because a, a lot of those foods, uh, even things that say that they're, pro- like even the the kind of modern, <clears throat> uh, like protein ice cream and all these different kind of things that they have, you know, the prepackaged mm-hmm. um, uh, treats like that, <clears throat> they actually have real sugar and um, not, not not actually a lot of protein. So there's a lot of things that are labeled as high-protein foods that really aren't. And so, yeah. uh, and protein's the one macro that your body can't store. You can store fat and you can store glycogen, but you can't store protein. And so if all you're doing is eating um, uh, carbs and, and fats and you're not actually eating enough protein on a regular basis, you're going you're gonna to be hungry because you, you, your body can't store it. it, just, it you, have to, you have to feed it protein, whereas everything else can actually, you, you can actually use what's, what's in your, um, stored in your body. So you, you're eating things that your body doesn't need, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're storing more, and you're storing more, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's no wonder you're still hungry. But the other thing is um, you can adapt your body adapts to too much food, so um, so you can you can still be you can be eating too much every day and still be still feel hungry. Um, or you know if you've noticed uh, if you ever go out to dinner and you eat, um, you know it's just a celebration dinner and you go ahead and have everything and enjoy yourself and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you wake up the next morning and it's like you might have way over what you needed for the day even in just that one meal, right? Um, with your friends, you'll wake up the next day 
I don't know. I, I find I'm even hungrier than I was that all the, all my normal days. <laughs> it's like I'm still hungry. I don't know. Some people say it's like your your stomach gets stretched out or whatever. I don't know what it is. But all I know is your body it adapts to too much food, and you can also sort of adapt to not enough food, thinking that that's normal too. And then if you do that for too long, then all of a sudden you'll you'll binge because you just did it for too long. It'll feel like it's normal, and so. It's really important to know what the what your maintenance is, and to how and to train your body that that's normal, mm-hmm. right? And the Venus gives you the most accurate uh, maintenance number of any calculator out there. Yeah, I I like that one. It it makes yeah. sense that as you know, your your waist measurement goes down, you get more calories. Well, right. more that, calories. Your, your your deficit becomes less. Right, right. But the thing to, to realize about the Venus calculators, it's no matter what, like once you get close to your goal, like like for someone like me, once I got close to my goal, it would still have me eating too. It's a very aggressive deficit fat mm-hmm. loss calculator. It's a fat loss calculator. And so um, it's really important as you get close to your maintenance that you that as you get close to your goal, to um, focus more on the maintenance number rather than the deficit number because it, it can be, it's very aggressive. It can be too low for you. Um, it's, it's telling you the, the, low, you know, the lower end of the range. It, it's, it's telling you a range, but right. most people focus on the deficit number, not the maintenance number, and the focus should really be on the maintenance number, not the deficit number. The deficit number is just part of the range. And so the maintenance number is a really important number because as long as you remember not to go over that, at least not too much, and to even and to just stay slightly under it, then that's good enough. And a lot of times you're going to feel better if you do that, especially um, when you have um, different hormone issues that a lot of women have, and then um, or various medications, you know, that you're taking that may um, alter. You know how you feel with your hunger. Um, the maintenance number is is a more important number than the than the lowest deficit number. All right. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. So um, so that's an important thing to remember. And so um, even though uh, when you get within a few inches of your waist on the Venus calculator, the the lower end of the deficit is going to come up because you have less body fat. Um, it's still a range, and you you can still um, decide on how you feel, and it really should be based on how you feel because a lot of people will get to the point where it'll still say, they might be taller, um, and it'll say uh, 1,200 or 1,300 or 1,400, but while if they're doing that almost every day, then they end up and they and then they end up binging. Then it's really important to know that that that's your body's giving you a clue, and that means you should really be bumping it up and focusing more on the maintenance number. And sometimes when you're that when your body fat's that low, you're actually if you do a really good workout and you eat right at maintenance, since we're ignoring the exercise calories, that's actually going to be really in actuality, it's going to be a deficit. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to eat 
right at maintenance. If you're working out really hard, you're probably still going to lose weight. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. So that's probably something, I mean, that's probably the hardest thing for people to, to grasp as they get close to their goal. Because a, a lot of women will get close to their goal and they, they, they just struggle so much because they're hungry all the time and they're trying to push their deficit a little too hard and they're working too hard and they're so close and they're so excited and then they binge and then they get frustrated and then they wonder what's wrong with them. <laughs> and right. um, I've seen the pattern so many times and it's like, no, no, it's okay. Just maintenance is a win. Maintenance is a win. I keep, <laughs> I mean, I just, oh, if there's anything that I could drill into people, it's just focus on that maintenance number. That maintenance number is a win. It really is more yeah. than the deficit. Because I, the deficit, the deficit's not the norm, right? You need, you have to train your body what the norm is, and the norm mm-hmm. should be your maintenance. Yeah. yeah, I, I use, I think you said it, it either you or Liz, but anything under maintenance is a win. Oh and yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think I've about that. that a lot. Yeah, I've, I've said that a million times, and, and why do I say that? Because I've learned the lesson. You know, yeah. I've learned the lesson. <laughs> I've had to learn it myself. Um, I've had to drill it into my own self, and I have to even still remind myself now because it's really easy to have that disconnect. Just like you were explaining the disconnect with food and the friends that you know, um, when you get to maintaining like I am, it's your mind wants to drift and your mind wants to disconnect a little bit, and sometimes it can go in the opposite direction and you just because you want to keep what you have, and it's hard. It's hard um, because, you know, when you're maintaining your um, everything you're doing, your body's not changing. You don't have that excitement anymore of losing weight or gaining muscle. Like, I don't have any of that excitement anymore. I just have, a, you know, my body fat fluctuates up and down a few percentages. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and it's just as hard to bring it back down from, you know, seventeen. Uh, percent or 15 percent down to you know whatever I want it to be and so it's just as much work in fact it's it's actually hard because your your hunger hormones are a little more intense probably once you get below 18 percent for females. Yeah I would imagine so. Yeah and so um so it's not easy it's not an easy thing to do um but it's not easy to lose weight either and it's not easy to do what you're doing it's just the bottom line is it's not easy because you have to have discipline and consistency and you have to change your change your habits to have what you want. And it's that way for everyone, no matter what their level is, right? So, and that, that's why some of your friends don't want to listen. It's too hard. <laughs> it, is, it is, it is. They, they know, deep easy. down they know it's hard and they have to change something and it's not going to be easy and it's like, okay, that's it. It just feels like too much of a mountain to climb, right? Yeah, and they, you know, the, when when they're ready, when they're ready to hear what what work worked for me, then they'll hear it. Exactly. Um, but, you know, there's a difference between hearing and listening. Um, right. And well, sometimes sometimes you have to hit rock bottom like you did. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, this is very, very um, true. Yeah, I mean, I I know I hit that point. I mean, most almost everyone that I know that has a story, they they 
literally reached a point where it was rock bottom, and they're just like, all right, this something's got to give. Now I'm willing to do it. Now I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Whatever's hard, I'll just do it. I'll find a yep. way to do it. I'll change some stuff. And um, So now what kind of things did you have to change in your, like, um, like in how you live your life and how you store your food at home and how you go about your day? Um, those are the kind of things that are probably going to be the most helpful for other people to hear what you had to change. Because some people are, you know, some people are just getting started and they just don't know how to change their environment. And they have to, they're going to have to change some things and they might get some ideas from what you had to change. So what, so what did you have to change? Um, well, first of all, I, I know that I love Cadbury Easter eggs, the little tiny chocolate ones. Those don't mm-hmm. come in the house. They just cannot be here because I will eat them all. Right. So if there is a food that I know I cannot leave alone, I don't have it in the house. Um, but uh, started planning meals around salads and vegetables, um, which can get interesting in the in the winter up here. So I don't use a lot of fresh vegetables. They don't transport right. well um, to begin with, and it's an hour and a half to the nearest grocery store. So uh, I use a lot of frozen veggies mm-hmm. and salads when... You know, I I pick up prepackaged salads, um, and um, I don't eat a whole lot of bread um, uh, or I want to call them simple carbs. Mm -hmm. uh, And I don't have a lot of prepackaged food in the house, Mm -hmm. Um, but that that was part of a lifestyle change prior to Venus because I have a wheat sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I can gain five pounds overnight if I eat a piece of bread. Mm-hmm. And it's because I'm having an allergic reaction. To right. It. Um, and right. Inflammation. Inflammation. And right. I can do it to myself really easy. But, um, you know, it, if you can cook from scratch, I think that's mm-hmm. great. Um, that's that's my preferred method of cooking because I enjoy cooking so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, again, it's, it's easier to store dry goods up here than it is to have, um, you know, a bunch of boxes and stuff. Right. So, um, I, I cook a lot from scratch. And right. may or may not be feasible for some people, but right. I, I try to stay away from the simple carbs and um, go for the more complex grains. Um, we discovered quinoa, which mm-hmm. my husband and I both love. Um, right. And we use it instead of rice. It's got a little bit more protein. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we actually eat vegetarian meals quite often mm-hmm. um, it, because they can be high protein also. Mm-hmm. Um, if you plan it right, it can be. If you plan it right. Right. You have to do a little <laughs> bit of digging. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. It takes a little more planning for vegan to be enough protein. But it, yes. if it's like... Um, uh, if it's like if there's 10 grams of protein per 100 calories, 
and you have enough of those type of ingredients, then it can add up to a, um, a balanced meal. But it's typically it's not it's not going to be like like egg whites have um, the highest amount of protein you can possibly have in a food mm-hmm. uh, per calories. Egg whites and white fish. Um, there's no vegan foods that are that are going to have that same value. But if you add a bunch together and the calories are right you can have a fairly um, balanced meal like what you would add with the egg whites or something, you know what I mean, like that type of yeah. meal. Yeah. But it takes, it definitely takes some more planning. <laughs> it does. <laughs> you know. I, I do. And I, I kind of, I, I treat it like a science experiment sometimes. Yeah, and you should. Or, you or, should. You know, what, what can I do to bump my protein? You know, I I don't want to eat chicken because I've just had so much chicken and you know, right. no fish. What what can I do? So I kind of flip through some things and start looking for vegetarian meals that are um, lower carb, <laughs> which is hard to do sometimes with lentils and beans and. Exactly. I mean, they're they're awesome foods. They're awesome foods, but they're not necessarily the high protein. They're actually more carbs than they are protein, but they have some protein yeah. in them. <laughs> like they're good fiber. Right. It's good for fiber. Yeah. Oh, they're, yeah. They're, it's, it's a great food. It's great. Well, I mean, I love actually, you know, lentils. I mean, I like a lot of the vegan kind of foods with just a little bit of, um, a little bit of pro- like other types of protein, like just even like fish or chicken or egg whites or, you know what I mean? That To me, that makes an amazing um, balanced meal because I, I love the vegan foods too. You know what I mean? It's th- Those are really good foods and they're really good for you. And I have to confess, I use a lot of protein powder. Mm-hmm. There is a specific brand that is tasteless and so you can throw it in. That's usually right. what happens when I'm desperately wanting a vegetarian meal but I don't have enough protein. Yeah, there you go. I, See, I you found powder. Yeah, you found the fix for yourself, and there's there's nothing wrong with that. What you're, I mean, that's what that's what I'm basically a protein supplement is for. Any any type of supplement, it's to fill a gap in your nutrition plan, and so that's what you're doing. That is the appropriate way to use a supplement. So, you know, you fill the gap, and there you go. You you, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. No. So that works for you, and that's great. And that works for a lot of people. So, yeah, that sounds great. Okay, so you, there's certain foods that you don't have in the house anymore that you used to have. They just, they just don't belong in the house, right? And they just don't belong here. And right, um, I, we've discovered my husband is in the military, and um, he eats on site, and they have a mm-hmm. chow hall um, that uses a lot of prepackaged food. And okay. he, he notices the difference in how he feels when he eats there versus at home because we cook a lot cleaner mm-hmm. than um, the chow hall does. And he's right. like, how I, I, can, I can tell I ate lunch at the chow hall today. <laughs> and I kind of laugh at him. Yeah. And give them a so, so um, now in Alaska, you probably get some good um, some good fish, right? Do you eat fish? Uh, we do. Um, 
I I like most kinds of fish, um, mm-hmm. and my husband dip nets. Uh, we can do su- subsistence dip netting up here if you're an Alaska resident. So I have a freezer full of salmon. Mm-hmm. And that's um, great. Yeah, we well, salmon times a week. Yeah, salmon's really good for you. It can be a little higher in calories. White fish is all white fish for the most part is is almost like egg whites as far as really high protein right and not a lot of not a lot of fat so the calories um the protein per calories is pretty amazing for any kind of white fish tuna and um, halibut and and those kind of things so um, those are really good options it's good to change it up it's good to change it up so uh and then there's nothing wrong with the frozen vegetables. I, b- I bet you use frozen vegetables, right? I do. I would prefer to use fresh vegetables, but right. um, due to location, that is not an option. It's not a great option for me. Let me rephrase that. Right. Um, right. I, you know, everything gets on the barge in Kent, Washington, and it goes up to Anchorage, and then it gets on a truck to go up to Fairbanks. Mm-hmm. And so that's about a two-week process. Just wow. Just our up here. Right, right. Well, you know, it's funny because um, even though we have vegetables available here, some people get really busy. Like, I know I'm going to start school. I was just talking to Randy about it. Um, you know, I'm probably going to be using some packaged vegetables, some frozen vegetables mm-hmm. um, a little more often just because it will be quicker than me preparing, you know, just because it's just because of time. You know, the fresh vegetables right. are there, but it's like, you know, I'm going to have to cut, I'm going to have to be a little more efficient with my time. Right. And um, and they just, they heat up a little easier. You know, it's really easy to make soups and things like that with um, with some broth and some uh, frozen vegetables that I don't have to prepare. Um, and then, uh, so sometimes, you know, we have to res- use those options even when it's available to us, be just because we're limited on time, and I know a lot of people, a lot of people run into that, and I think it's, I think that's okay. You just do what you have to do. You have fresh when you can, and then um, you just, you just do what you have to do to be healthy and stay on track. And uh, and actually, what I've heard is some, uh, sometimes the frozen vegetables are actually pretty good because they they can harvest them when they're ripe instead of ahead of time because a lot of times when you get the fresh vegetables and things at the store, um, they have to um, harvest them a little bit ahead of time so that they can travel. Right. And then, um, but when when it's frozen, they can actually, when they know they're going to freeze it, they can actually harvest it um, right when it's perfect and then freeze it right away and then you, that's what you get. So yeah, the fresh um, is really good. Yeah, so you can get some you can get some really good um, frozen stuff, and it's actually pretty good for you. It's it's better than canned, right? It yeah. Doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't have all the sodium and you know, exactly. all the other stuff you have to worry about. So. Yeah, I'll take I'll take frozen over canned, but that's a personal yeah. preference. Canned vegetables right. are mushy to me. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. And so, um, so I like I use a lot of the um, uh, Costco has a lot. See, where I live, we don't have um, like fresh fish necessarily available the way you would. And so um, I like to go to um, Costco and get uh, the frozen white fish, any, whatever varieties they have, um, and then the frozen salmon, and it's all wild. 
mm-hmm. um, and then the frozen vegetables and some cartons of broth. And I can do a lot with that with some spices. Really. Yeah. yeah. So um, there's a lot we can do. There's a lot we can change. I've had to do the same thing as you. There's and and Randy's changed over the years. Um, he, at first, he started help doing it to help me, and then he realized it was better for him. Like all the all the sugary stuff, he does way better without it. And he's um, studying some higher level math and things in school right now. And so um, he said he really notices a difference with sugar. Sugar just ruins his ability, his brain. <laughs> he said it just really his ability to concentrate on um, the real brain work type stuff. Um, he would rather not have any of the sugary type foods around. And so he's constantly looking at labels now. And there's a lot of things we don't have in our house anymore. Compared, <laughs> and it's like we and we've evolved. And for us, it's been, I mean, we probably started 10 years ago now on this journey. And um, our life has totally changed as far as what we have in the house and what we choose when we're out and about. Um, it's totally different now. And we've we've both evolved. It's really it's really neat. And he's never been overweight like I am, but he's healthier. Right. So um, it's pretty neat. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked. So mostly, your whole journey was about changing your whole diet. You've ar- you already liked doing yoga, right? Yeah. And then you added in Venus, but still the majority of what you've had to do is lifestyle changes with how you eat and how you view food and how you make your choices, right? And what you keep in your house mm-hmm. and how you deal with people in social events. Yes. Right? Yep. So that's um, the biggest part of it. I, I think it is. It's it's a lot of, of mental changes um, that go along with the physical or the physical will, ch- will follow the mental changes. I guess you right. could say. Right. So um, so do you feel pretty confident this, this is something now that you'll never revert back to what you were? Um, I definitely will not ever weigh 289 pounds again. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's just no way. I was not happy. I was not healthy. Um, I, I think that the the pictures that I sent you, I, that wasn't even at my heaviest, to be honest. Right, right, right. Because you, you probably hid from the camera like both of us did. I really did. Right. I I was not in a lot of pictures, um, but I never really looked happy either. Um, right, right. No, I know. I, I don't think I really know anybody that was ever happy when, I mean, you know when you're unhealthy. And even mm-hmm. when, like, it's funny for me because some people will look at, especially people that knew me then, they're like, you weren't that bad. I don't, I don't care what the big deal is and stuff. And it's like, they don't, it's like they didn't see how deeply depressed I was or unhappy I was right. about about where my body was. I mean, I was really, really, really unhappy. And then I also had actually health issues that it's not like you go around telling people about all the health issues you have but I they caused some health issues with me mm-hmm. some you know kind of serious health issues and it's like and all that stuff's gone not all of it but most of it's gone I mean some stuff you know I still have to deal with but it's 
um, they didn't see all that, so they, they just don't really know. And it's like, no, it, it is unhealthy. I was unhealthy. <laughs> it doesn't matter what what someone else perceived. I was not healthy emotionally, mentally, physically. I was unhealthy, right? Yeah. And you know what that's like. Uh, yeah. My, I'm <laughs> not going to go back there. <laughs> yeah, it's depressing. So, okay, so the main point is with that is you know, you know how to not ever get back there again, right? You know how to prevent that. Is that right? Yes. You have you have confidence going forward that you know that that will never happen again, and that you can you can stair step down to where you want to be to your Venus. Like you can you can stay at maintenance, and then you can do you can decide to do the hard deficits. You know, not I, when I say hard, I don't mean I just mean that it's hard to do. I don't mean you have to do like a thousand <laughs> calories. I, I just mean that it, it, it's under maintenance, whatever level you have. It's hard It's hard to eat under maintenance. Even a couple hundred yeah. calories, it's hard to eat under maintenance. So when I say hard, it's um, you can make the decision that you're going to do. You're going to, you know, for one week, you know, you're going to go ahead and do it for as many days as the, a deficit for as many days as you can. And you can, and then the next week you could go to maintenance. You can set up whatever pattern you want. You can stair step it down however you want. You know how to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, and yeah. um, the the undulating. I'm trying to remember what it's called. I actually yeah, it's a the book undulating and I need to read protocol. it again. Right. Well, all it really is, it's some people need a schedule. Um, all all it really is is one or two days a week eat up to maintenance. You can pick whatever days you want. That's really right. all it is. So the schedule sets it up so you're doing it for. It's kind of like in two-week cycles. So you might you might eat a deficit um, every day for two weeks, except for one day a week you would eat at maintenance. And then the next week you would the next two weeks you would do uh, two maintenance days per week, and you might increase um, on those maintenance days you increase fat, and then on um, and then you go back to the um, two weeks of just one day a week, and then you go to two weeks again of two days a week and you can increase carbs and then the next you know and you just do that cycle and so you're alternating on your maintenance days either eating up carbs or eating up uh, fat or eating up protein that's all it is it's just alternating and all that's for is to make sure you're getting enough of everything over time so um, there isn't really you don't have to use that exact pattern but the point is that you have some maintenance days every week and you make sure you get enough of all the things that you need, all the macros. That's really all it is. Are you still there? I am. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> it was like really quiet. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm still here. I did not lose you. I called on a landline. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, right, right. So, um, so anyway, so you are you pretty excited about where your life is going and the, and having health? I I actually really am excited. Um, my husband's getting ready to retire, and we are in the midst of getting ready to move down to Texas. And oh my gosh! That now that is huge compared to Alaska. <laughs> And we're we're going to a coastal area, and I 
told my husband, I was like, don't get rid of that. I want to go backpacking again. I want to go hiking. Mm. I want to go bike riding. And I'm I'm just excited about the change in weather and the fact that it's some place that has sidewalks. Um, Oh, my goodness. That is huge. So, um, that is huge. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to being outside and moving mm-hmm. um, so much more than we do right now. Well, um, and you'll have access to um, fresh produce. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> I saw a farmer's market. And I, oh, I my goodness. That's going to be your... Like, You're killing me here. You're killing me. <laughs> That's going to be your favorite thing is a farmer's I, market I'm going to be once a there. week. Yep, every week I'm going to be there. Oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. Well, I I, uh, I don't know what time we're at right now, but I think we've been talking for a while, and oh, I have okay. a feeling we've I have a feeling we've covered uh, mostly everything, and it mostly has to do with diet and lifestyle change, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, do you think there's anything you want to add for anyone new? Um, I just do this for you because mm-hmm. it's what you want and that's where you're really going to succeed is, is just make it for you. That's the best way I can think of to say it. Um, right. And it's okay to take time for yourself. And I, I still struggle with that a lot. Um, but it, it's okay just to do it for you, and it's okay to take the time to take care of yourself. That's right. That's right. It is. It is a struggle for a lot of people to. Uh, we spend our time uh, nurturing others, and it's hard to take time for ourselves. But um, take you time for you. Give. Do this for you. Yeah. Yeah. You can't give anything if you're empty. That's right. So it, That's right. You just need to take care of yourself. That's right. That's right. Okay, well, I think I will um, wrap this up then. And so for the Venus Factor, that was Tina. And um, just like she says, do this for you. So we will see you next time.